0: We're about to be done with the month of February, and we are ready to dissect, discuss, and break it all down on the nation's college basketball show. It is college basketball coast-to-coast. I am merely the somewhat capable, somewhat competent, somewhat lucid host of the program. I have enlisted some great help coming up momentarily from the Sports Gambling Podcast fleet of shows and the college experience, Colby Dant, a.k.a. Pick Dundee, the man. Picks nothing but winners and locks. Okay, not 100% of the time, but like we'll go 97% of the time. You need to pay attention to this man, especially as we go along and head into March with Picking Games. Colby Dan here in just a second. Uh, Before we get to him, a reminder, however you found this particular show, social media link, uh, whether you found us um, uh, through uh sports gambling podcast through, through the tune in mobile app. We are streaming on the tune in mobile app, college basketball coast to coast streams on the channel tag sports group, find it nonstop 24 seven, pick it up in the middle, pick it up at the end, hear it as it starts again. It streams on the channel tag sports group, look under sports, look under tag tag. This show is streaming there constantly. And again, you can subscribe to the podcast form of this show, the 30-minute podcast form of this show on Apple Podcasts, as well as we cover it all from Big East to Pac-12, back and forth, West Coast Conference, ACC Conference, in the middle, the Missouri Valley to the SEC, from the Big 12 all the way to the Metro Atlantic Conference, if need be, whatever it is. We do our best to talk about it and cover it, especially with March coming up. So again, find us, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, find the show streaming on TuneIn. And again, thank you for doing so. With all of that filibuster out of the way, my man, Pick Dundee, Colby Dant at the Colby D on social media. The College Experience is the name of the podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network of Shows. My friend, we are inside of three weeks from Selection Sunday. We are now inside of a week of March. Here we go. Good to have you on the program.
1: Yeah, man. I cannot wait to, uh, I mean, it's be- what well, the best time of year, in my opinion, because Look, March Madness, let's be honest, I know th- other postseasons are great, but March Madness to me is is the, the king of all of them. I, I guess I shouldn't say that since I know you just got that Tampa Bay Bucs Super Bowl – Pretty sure you were on that yacht. You, you were probably the guy feeding Tom Brady that tequila.
0: Uh, yeah. Well, uh, one thing is for sure, it was it was a boat parade to remember forever. Especially when all of the Red Sox fans uh, were making fun of Tommy, uh, and now and now we got Red Sox players showing up at spring training in Florida with Tom Brady uh, avocado tequila intoxicated shirts on, mimicking mim- <laughs> mimicking the boat parade, and the Red Sox are even having fun at Brady's expense. Yeah, that was something else. Again, full disclosure to the audience on college basketball coast to coast, I'm still wearing the Buccaneer Super Bowl champions hat. I have not taken it off, I don't think, for the last two and a half weeks. In fact, Colby, the Colby D can verify because he can see me right now. I still have the Super Bowl champs hat on. You can verify for the audience that can't see us.
1: And I don't think that's coming off until next year, right?
0: (laughs) I just wear it all the way through, (laughs) uh, through March Madness, uh, through all of this. Uh, So good to have you on so many fronts. Um, Okay, so at the time that we are talking, uh, we are getting ready to go into the Tuesday action. I'll say this a couple of more times as we go along on college basketball coast to coast. You may already know Tuesday night results. You may already know Wednesday night results because this version of the podcast lasts all the way through Thursday and, and carries us till Friday. And again, the podcast and the streaming show on TuneIn will start becoming a more regular daily show Monday through Friday in March. And then when we get to the big one, to the big dance, we're going to go seven days a week on this show. But for right now, Colby, I'm just using the disclaimer. They may already know results that we're talking about. We don't know those as we're taping on Tuesday. With that being said, let's begin with some controversy. At the time you and I are taping, Tuesday, uh, lunchtime, Eastern time, late morning out in the West. Uh, Colby's already had his croissants. He's already had his massage. Uh, He's he's all good uh, out in the late morning in the West. What is going on with the Big 12? And we don't have the official word, but apparently they don't want West Virginia and Baylor to play on Thursday. Now, again, the audience, certainly by later Tuesday and certainly by Wednesday, they know what the Big 12 decided to do here. But at the time we're taping, we're in the dark because West Virginia-Baylor looks like a great matchup on paper. Baylor undefeated in the Big 12, has come off of COVID pause. Baylor, by the way, playing awful Iowa State- on Tuesday night, so they're going to win again. But apparently this is not COVID-related. This is the Big 12 not wanting them to play. Kobe, what is your educated speculation? What's going on here with two of the best teams in the Big 12, including the best team, Baylor, apparently not playing?
1: I mean, this sounds – I mean, it's horrible for the sport. I mean, this happened in football, in my opinion. Like, uh, in the AAC, the final week of the season, Tulsa was supposed to host Cincinnati – and all of a sudden, that game got canceled. They played a week later at Tulsa, and I believe the same thing happened with the ACC protecting Notre Dame's potential chance to lose at Wake Forest. It's horrible, and, and you're seeing the money grab uh, I, that that the conference. I mean, I guess it's all about, about Baylor protecting the number one spot, and West Virginia perhaps losing some seeding potential. Right. Um, yeah, I, I think it's horrible for the sport, and you're seeing how nasty college sports gets. As as a guy who loves college sports, you know it, it, this is the dark side of it.
0: The thing is, they haven't played because the COVID pause by Baylor for three weeks wiped out their first meeting. This is a rescheduled game at the end of the year. They rescheduled it about ten days ago at the time we're taping to play Thursday night. Again, for West Virginia, they played Texas in Austin. They now are hosting TCU, who they should beat. They would then have to come to Waco to play this game and then would be back home Saturday with Kansas State. So it would be four games in seven days, and it would be traveling back and forth to Texas, which they do anyway in the Big 12. And I know it's a whole nother thing with Texas trying to recover from the winter storm, the freezing temperatures, the busted pipes, no water, the whole thing. I get that. But this, again, smacks of the worst of the worst, that this is a greedy thing by the Big 12 to keep Baylor, if they can, as a number one seed and not maybe hurt West Virginia with a loss. That's what we're talking about, right, Colby?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what I really think it would be. You know, these are college kids. They can play. I understand, yeah, this is a crazy year. Well, I mean, but at the same time we're seeing North Carolina just added a game with Marquette. You yes. know, Houston. Houston added a game with Western Kentucky, which I I actually love. I would love the sport to continue to do that in in non COVID related seasons. Um, it's almost that was almost like the BYU Coastal Carolina matchup here in football, where it happened on a whim. So if that can happen, I mean, look, I, I get it. West Virginia is saying that's a lot of games, and but but you're, you're you got kids that are twenty to twenty two years old. I don't think it's that big of a. I think we. Uh, In the media, make a bigger deal out. It's not football. Football, I understand that, you know, okay, your body can take a toll. Basketball? Come on. In the tournament, you're going to be playing. I mean, you go, what, the Big 12 tournament, if they get in and get to the Big 12 championship, they have a stretch, something similar to that, I would think
0: and you would you're guaranteed if it's if all things are equal and you're and you're playing in a big 12 ACC big 10 tournament to win it you're going to have to win three games in about 55 60 hours something like that three games in a row in the same site now I understand with the travel back and forth to West Virginia what may be going on but this is I mean just to give you an idea uh Huggins's team has shot up now to 15 in the net rankings Uh, This would be a game that would be very beneficial to them if they were able to win it. So I'm I'm just wondering, and again, the audience, you may know what the real motives are here uh, and what they announce and what they say, but it seems to me that maybe it's Baylor maybe squawking that, hey, we want to be a number one seed and we don't want a rescheduled game with West Virginia right now if we can prevent it because they've got two more games scheduled next week and that's the end of the regular season. And you have an interesting point, too, as it relates to Michigan and Big Ten games and trying to make up Big Ten games along these same lines, because we don't know what the Big Ten's going to do, Colby, Dan.
1: Well, well, I, I, I mean, me as a guy that had a ticket, I have a ticket for Illinois to win the Big Ten. And they, <laughs> Michigan was supposed to come back. They announced they were coming back. They had not played in like, like 25 days or something. And they said, they're, we're coming, we are ready to go. And uh, we penciled in that game against Illinois. Like, a week from that that date they said that. And then all of a sudden that game got canceled. And here's Illinois, a half game back from Michigan in the Big Ten. And I'm saying, why, why is that game getting canceled, man? Like, they don't want to ruin Michigan's number one seed? I mean, I don't know how that – like, because they if, they're, if they were good enough to come back as of a week before it, why – they didn't – if so, they didn't say that they got COVID again because they played Wisconsin a couple days later just doesn't make
0: sense. Well, and that Michigan team obviously off of a tremendous performance on Sunday uh, in beating Ohio State at Ohio State. And again, this is along the same lines of how much are we trying to protect them as potentially a number one seed in the NCAA tournament. Illinois playing Tuesday night again. We don't know the result of Illinois playing Michigan State on Tuesday night, but Illinois uh, has looked fantastic as of late. Uh, that that again would be a great game i just don't know that we're going to get to see it so again colby dan is with me the college experience is the name of the podcast on the sports gambling podcast network of shows love colby's insight they pick every game on sportsgamblingpodcast.com and they go over game after game after game all the previews again if you're hearing us on tuesday they're going to give you the breakdown Of all of these games that are coming, Texas hosting Kansas, uh, Villanova hosting St. John's, who took a bad loss on the weekend. It figures, Colby D., that we talk up St. John's uh, last week on my shows and my stuff, and they blow a game to DePaul at home. Welcome to college basketball and what's going to happen in March. But St. John's now gets a crack at Villanova on Tuesday night uh, Georgia tech at Virginia. You're going to be previewing all of those games. We'll get into some Wednesday and Thursday games, but they need to find you on the college experience and sports gambling podcast.com uh, because you've got game previews galore for the fans that are out there. Just real quick promo plug, please.
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, we, we, we try to cover it as much as we can as far as yeah. yeah We do just solo podcasts on big games that we can cover not on Saturday because there's too many big ones. Uh, but we still do a weekend preview. We cover every game. We'll put it like that. We have you covered for every single college basketball game, Division One. All right, Division Two. I'm working on that. We got to maybe <laughs> maybe next year.
0: But uh, a lot of games. Yeah.
1: But that you speak of. I mean, that you talked about St. John's and who yeah. I thought was red hot as well, and all those bubble teams. I think, with the exception of what I look at, Joe Linardi's, uh last eight in and first eight out as of a week last weekend, and I want to say uh, everyone lost except North Carolina, even on, on the the first eight out. So it was like, who wants to be in this tournament?
0: <laughs> you gotta play your, you're right. you got to play your way in. you got to do something for the committee to show them. This happens every year, to show them that you're going to uh, be able to make your way in. You mentioned that North Carolina Marquette game, and North Carolina Uh, now in much better standing after they just annihilated Louisville. Uh, Colby, give me a quick thought. It's one thing to have beaten Louisville, who's NCAA tournament caliber or worthy, but my God, they beat them by 50 points, uh, Carolina did. Give me some insight on that.
1: I mean, that was shocking to me because I thought uh, I, I, I mean, I didn't luckily I didn't bet this or, or but I, I did pick Louisville on the spreadsheet to, to cover that five point spread. Uh, and, and but I had issues with Louisville all year. But North Carolina is playing better ball. Their, their guards are growing up as the season. Go, go, you know, we knew their bigs with Baycott and, and, and Brooks were all good. Um, so they're, they're coming into form a little bit. And I think that game, they added a game last week against Northeastern on the fly, Northeastern of the CAA. And I think that they really looked great that game passing the ball. And, uh, they carried that into that Louisville game. Now, to, to be honest, I have had my, I have been skeptical. I know Louisville's still, you know, a shoe in for the NCAA tournament, but they just have never really passed the eye test to me Their best player is a Radford transfer named Carlick Jones. He's good, but they just struggle. Uh, I just have never – they've never passed the eye test, really. Louisville has.
0: That was North Carolina – uh, uh, now winning and moving up to 33 in the net ranking that helps them eight and five in the ACC North Carolina now has one quadrant one uh, win on the season I was wondering too out of the Big East the Marquette North Carolina game Marquette right now is 100 in the net so this is just kind of a game for North Carolina but Roy Williams Um, He made no pretense about this. He said, We need home games. They had only played three ACC home games because they had lost games for COVID 19, either from them or from the opponent. So they got the Northeastern game last week, Colby, as you know, and as you mentioned, and now they get this Marquette game Wednesday. I think it's going to serve them getting the reps uh, to help them as they try to make a case. And at 33 in the net, they may be able to make a case, especially in the ACC tournament, to get in at large.
1: Yeah. And I I think it's, I commend them to, for doing this. Well, I think at first the, the Northeastern game they scheduled a week ago. At that point, I thought – I was thinking like, okay, they just want to make sure they have a winning record because I, their gauntlet, the, the schedule down the stretch, was pretty tough outside of that Northeastern game. They hadn't added the Marquette game yet, but they looked good with uh, – blew out uh, Northeastern by like 20, then took care of business against Louisville, And I was actually shocked that they added this because I do think this is a game they could lose. Marquette's been a weird team this year. You know, they got the Ohio State transfer, DJ Carton, who I was really high on them landing. But uh, I do think they could give North Carolina a game. So I'm excited to watch that one.
0: Keep an eye on that. And again, we plug for the college experience and Colby and his crew, uh, Patty the Sea and everybody else that's on. Uh, They will be picking this game. They will be previewing this game on Wednesday, depending depending on when you're hearing us, Marquette and North Carolina. North Carolina, by the way, will finish with Florida State uh, at home, then at the Carrier Dome against Syracuse, all things being equal, no COVID situations uh, with delaying games, and then Duke at home. So that's the three finishing games before the ACC tournament for North Carolina. Let's see how that works out uh, for them. All right. A couple of more subjects I want to cover, then get into a couple of more games with Colby Dant here from the college experience. He's hanging out. It's college basketball coast to coast. Again, whether you found us through Apple podcast and you're subscribing You can find us streaming on TuneIn. Go to the TAG Sports Group channel. Go under sports, go under TAG, T-A-G. This show is streaming nonstop. New shows out on Tuesday for the middle of the week and then on Friday for the weekend. And coming in March, it'll be much more regular, a daily thing. And in and around the NCAA tournament, it's going to be every day. Stand by for that as we build up on college basketball coast to coast. I'm interested in a couple of different things from you. Give me an opinion. The hint is that Gonzaga, um, who will be back in action, uh, the Zags, I believe, on Thursday. Let me double check that. Uh, I believe that is the case, that Gonzaga will play Santa Clara on Thursday. We know they continue to roll. They're 13-0 in the West Coast Conference. They have nothing else really to play for in the West Coast Conference except the strength of schedule for some of the other teams like BYU and others, there is talk and Mark few was kind of pushing it aside and poo-pooing it, but there's talk among the ADs at BYU and at Gonzaga that they may not play in the West coast conference tournament. They'll use the guys Colby Dant of, we don't want to take the risk of being exposed to COVID before the NCAA tournament. We already know that we're in. I have strong feelings about this. I've already expressed them, but I'm giving you the floor what about Gonzaga, who is number one in the country right now and is going to be a number one seed, all things being equal? What about giving them the option? What about them taking the option of not playing in the WCC tournament?
1: Oh, man. I mean, my thing is, it's your conference. You might as well play. I get, I mean, BYU is what a projected seven seed, too. And I, it's, I'm, this is where I am somewhat old school. I understand the logic is protecting you're you're going to be a one seed you you only hurt yourself your chances you you're yeah you could catch the virus yeah you could lose i mean uh what's it called they'll they they almost beat uh i mean gonzaga almost lost to was it pacific i mean i guess pacific had a
0: pacific had a second half lead which is all that we can basically equate right now in the wcc are they even challenged in the second half right
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean, so I shouldn't say they almost lost, but I mean they were losing by five at like the 15 minute mark, I think. Um, So I get it, but at the same time, I just don't like it. I don't like ducking games personally. That's just my, my thing is like. Ducking the
0: conference tournament. And by the way, let's bring in here when you talk about money, ESPN has spent a crap load of money, especially West coast conference, missouri valley sunbelt to televise the conference tournament and the championship game for the automatic bid and if you're knocking out teams that you know if, if if loyola chicago which has got a very strong case in the net ranking suddenly says the same thing hey we don't want to take the risk in the missouri valley i know that's a cbs championship game on the on the sunday before selection sunday so that one's coming sooner and it's on cbs but when you got a couple of these teams you know in the In the Mountain West Conference, you've got uh, a a Boise State, a San Diego State. They could make the same argument. We believe we've done enough. We don't have to play in the conference tournament. ESPN's going to go crazy because that's what they're paying a boatload of money to these conferences for is to have an automatic bid on the line and have a legit tournament, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, and I guess what the argument to that would be, like the West Coast Conference, if if BYU and Gonzaga don't play, well, are, will would, would they still get an automatic bid Because from Pacific or Santa Clara or, or San Francisco? And, and,
0: I, and I brought this up. Yeah. The selection committee, to your point, could absolutely decide subjectively. It's a subjective process. Hey, guess what? We're going to declare Gonzaga as your automatic bid. They're your regular season champs. They're clearly the best team. We're giving them the automatic bid because it's up to us. It's up to us ultimately as the committee is who we designate on the automatic bid. And man, would that start a stink. Among these leagues, their athletic directors, their schools on now, what are we doing at a tournament if there's no automatic bid for us?
1: Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the, that's, it's getting really ugly. We saw it in football, man. I, you know, I thought Michigan ducked Ohio state. I, I it's, it's just, it's the nasty side of college sports that, that we're seeing here. And I, I don't know the solution. I mean, my thing is, if you got games on the schedule, you're healthy, play the games.
0: Again, a few more moments left with Colby Dant here as we rock along on uh, college basketball coast-to-coast. All right, something else that the NCAA decided, Stanford had appealed about this. Stanford in the Pac-12 is a borderline case right now, Colby, as you know and for the fans, to get in at large. The NCAA has now come down and ruled that five of their games that were being considered as, air quotes, home games – earlier in the year are now being designated as neutral site games they play them at the university of california santa cruz am i right that's uh that's about northeast of you you're in the west is UC Santa Cruz the banana slugs? Am I right on something? I think they're the slugs. I think they're the banana slugs. Anyway, Stanford yes, yes, played at the yes. home of the slugs. One of the best names in all the college. Love it, love it. So they yeah. played at UC Santa Cruz's arena, which is about 40 miles to the south of where Stanford plays. And so what the NCAA is saying now is that those games are neutral site games. They are not Stanford home games. They're air quote home games, but they're saying that was not Maples Pavilion where they normally play. It's not even in the same city. And so what it's done, it's made two of those games into quad one wins for Stanford because they're not considered home wins. They're considered neutral floor wins. So Colby, Colby, what do you make of the NCAA coming out with that ruling and benefiting Stanford? What do you think?
1: I'm I'm against this one, man. I, 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 you're 40 minutes away. It's still a home game to me. There's no. It's not like there's fans allowed anyway. You know what I mean? Like so. It's I I I just think that's pretty silly. I mean, come on, guys. In, in a COVID year, if you're if you're like an hour away, I feel like every that's a home game. I mean, unless you're playing Cal Berkeley, unless one of those games is Cal Berkeley or Santa Clara or something that's right there right, as well. Right. Then I, I have a hard time deeming that a uh, a neutral site game. Um or an away game, whatever they So doing. I'm
0: looking, if I can interject, I'm looking here they beat Arizona in Santa Cruz. So instead of a home game that's considered a neutral floor win, and Arizona uh, makes it a quad one win because they were they are 44 in the net. Uh right now I'm looking at the other ones they beat Washington in Santa Cruz, they beat Washington State. Those don't matter. Uh, They also beat UCLA, and again, UCLA 36 in the net. That's considered a neutral floor win right now. So it's given Stanford uh, two extra quad one wins, which I believe gives them four right now. They're four four and five because of that consideration instead of being two and five in quad one games interesting for Stanford's resume cuz they still have basketball to play including a Pac-12 tournament Stanford will finish with Oregon if all things are equal on Thursday night then Oregon State on Saturday both of those um at home and then Cal at home so it's not exactly a tough regular season finish for them either for the Stanford Cardinals so uh, I mean look, we'll keep look, on that you- one more thought yeah go
1: I'm sorry. I mean, mean, if you're Arizona and you're traveling that far, that's an away game for Arizona. That is not that it's just, that's ridiculous to me that 40 minutes away. I mean, I, I, I just think that I don't know what the NCAA is deeming that. I mean, couldn't you say that for a bunch of different schools? Then I feel like other schools have had to play situations at other stadiums uh, that close by. It's just, it's just, I, I struggle to find the logic there and I, and I, and by the way, Stanford is a team that I I really enjoy watching this year because they've, They've been so banged up, and yet they still have been competitive. I mean, they, they have big wins with key players out. So, I mean, sure, I'd like to see them in the, in the NCAA tournament. But at the same time, come on now. That's a 40 minutes away when another team's coming from Seattle or Tucson? Yep. That doesn't make any sense. That, that is a home game for Stanford.
0: Just about uh, three or four minutes left. I love it. Keep preaching from the pulpit. Colby Dan of the College Experience on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network of Shows. It is College Basketball Coast to Coast. Follow us, by the way, at College Basketball Coast to Coast, at CBB Coast to Coast on social media as well. Follow him at the Colby D, D for Dan, at the Colby D. Uh, All right, so let me get into a couple of games. You don't have to make a pick here, but I'm just saying we're keeping an eye on them for Wednesday and Thursday. Alabama at Arkansas. Arkansas looking to solidify its at-large hopes uh, out of the SEC. Alabama has all but locked up the SEC regular season. That'll be an interesting game that you'll be talking about and picking. They need to be locked in on the college experience for the preview, the pick off of college uh, off of uh, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. You'll be watching that one for Wednesday night, depending on when they're hearing it. You may already know the result. Uh, Alabama won the first meeting in Tuscaloosa rematch in Fayetteville. Colby, real quick.
1: Oh, I'm a, I can't wait to watch that one, man. And and uh, you look at Arkansas. What Moses Moody was recently SEC Player of the Week, I think. Uh, and and they're red hot, man. I want to say they've won eight of nine, if memory serves me correct. And they're really looking like a. I mean, they're ranked. Both teams ranked uh, Bama number six, uh, Arkansas number twenty. I like Arkansas here, man. Bama's you know barely got past Vanderbilt. I understand that. You know, I, I guess. That's another one. Why is Alabama playing this game then? If we're if we're gonna do this, then why we could do this with every conference, right?
0: <laughs> Great point on but, that.
1: <laughs> so, I mean, hopefully we get past this and play the, play these games. But uh, I I like Arkansas's momentum here. I think they they uh, they have to get up for this one because they have. I mean, talk about a huge game for Arkansas, seeding stakes. So, uh, uh, give me the Razorbacks. I, I know I don't have a line on this one at the moment, but um, correct. I, I would I would think the Razorbacks and the points would be to play and potentially sprinkle some of that money line. Uh,
0: Florida State, I'm very impressed with. Leonard Hamilton's team, very diverse. They got four or five guys that can score. They're a good free throw shooting team. They never lose at home. They're playing at Lowly Miami on Wednesday night too. A quick opinion on Florida State in our final minute or so here. Give me a quick uh, comment on the Knowles. I
1: mean, I, I think the sky's the limit for them. I've been really impressed. Uh, Scotty Barnes, the freshman, was a great pickup, and and you know Le- Leonard Hamilton continues to to do this. Uh, you know, they're a basketball school now, man. With their football struggles, <laughs> I think the last time we had a March Madness, they went to the Elite Eight. That's if correct. Is me correct? Last year they they win the ACC and correct. they looked like a team that was going to be a Final Four team. Uh, so they, this program is really entering an elite level for them. I like their chances. I think they're going to win the ACC regular season title. I think they're going to probably win the ACC basketball tournament or the the conference tournament, because I just don't think anyone's, we saw what they did to Virginia. I mean, that was embarrassing. Yep. Um, so, so I think they're the team to beat in the ACC. And I think, uh, going into the tournament, very, you know, very athletic, his teams are always so athletic, which make it, it, make them such a hard matchup for some of these other schools. Uh, I think they have a good shot at anyone. Wouldn't surprise me at all to see them in the final four.
0: Give me a 30-second opinion. We don't have a line yet. Iowa at Michigan. All things equal, and they play on Thursday night. Very intriguing game with Michigan off the win at Ohio State. Looking to lock up number one seed, looking to not lock up number one in the Big Ten for the Big Ten tournament. Quickly, yes, Colby? Uh,
1: I, I was the team that has been playing a lot better lately. I, 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 but coming into the year, I wanted to fade them. They don't play defense good enough for me to really uh, back as far as the NCAA tournament goes. And even as far as this game goes, Michigan, one of the best things Juwan Howard did was hire Phil Martelli from Absolutely. St. Joe, Michigan, just looking really, really good this year. And I, I had Ohio State winning that game on Sunday. Was really, that was a great game, but really yep. impressed by, by Michigan. And uh, I think Michigan's just a far far and above, just a better team than Iowa. So give me give me the give me the uh, the Wolverines to get it done in Ann Arbor.
0: Yeah, and Luca Garza may very well end up being not only the Big Ten player of the year, but a strong candidate for the Wooden Award for the National Player of the Year. That's gonna be a great game on Thursday. Pick Dundee is his nickname, picking all the games. And again, on Thursday, you also have we don't have time, but we have Ohio State and Michigan State. We don't know how Michigan State does Tuesday with Illinois. Can they play their way into at-large standing? Izzo in the month of March always go together. Together. that one's on Thursday USC off a big win over Oregon earlier in the week is playing at Colorado Thursday Boise State San Diego State they'll be all over it on the college experience Colby Dant thank you I always appreciate the insight the info keep knocking them dead with the podcast promise me that you're back with me in March because we're going to come to you over and over again if you'll allow us here as part of college basketball coast to coast
1: you know it man I mean it's three dog Thursday it's right up my avenue man I appreciate Absolutely. you having me
0: on, man. We love it on Three Dog Thursday. We love it here on College Basketball Coast to Coast. So much hoops. We're done for now. Again, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Find us on TuneIn on the Tag Sports Group channel streaming midweek, Tuesday through Thursday show. Brand new show Friday for the weekend for right now as part of College Basketball Coast, uh, Coast to Coast. He is merely Colby Dan. I am merely TJ Reeves. Thank you for spending some time with us on College Basketball Coast to Coast. Bye.